Hello and welcome to Kingdom Conversations, a ministry of Faith Covenant Church. We are so excited to have you today as we talk about all things related to the Kingdom of God. Hello and welcome back to Kingdom Conversations. This is going to be a fun podcast because my dear friend, Krista Mullins, is with me today. And it's just the two of us. So Krista, would you do a quick introduction? And I wanted you to share, we're going to be talking about what it means to learn how to be a self-feeding Christian. So would you introduce yourself and tell us, how would you describe a self-feeding Christian? What did that look like in your life? Hi, I'm Krista. I'm Mary's friend. Um, I've been uh, involved in Salt and Light, which is our women's Bible study ministry at at church. Well, and men now. And men. Ooh, <laughs> sorry. It sorry, was men. women for so many years. Yes. Totally get that. Yes. yes. When I began, it was women only. It is now including men. Um, and I've been a part of that for a long time. I 15 years or something. Um, I've been a leader now for three or four years. And um, through this ministry, I truly have learned how to be a self-feeding Christian. And what do I mean by that? It means I can sit down in the morning and take my Bible and open it up to a, a assigned portion of Scripture and as I pray and seek the Lord to guide me, I read that scripture and he speaks to me as I read that word. And not only do I see it in the context of the whole story of the Bible, he helps me apply that portion of scripture to my life today. Yeah. Amen. And that's been life changing for me. Yeah. For me too. And you know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, before we even launch into this, the most important thing we want to say is that the Bible is not about us. It's about God. It's yes, his story. Absolutely. But what I love is that he loves us and he mm -hmm. wants relationship with us. My friend Kim, uh, recently we were talking and she goes, I don't ever call it Bible study. I call it my relationship with Jesus. And just you know, a little sassy. It's Kim <laughs> Handelsman, by yeah. the way. Um, she just had a little sass in there. But I love that because that's what it is. I don't want to just know about Jesus. I don't want to know the historical facts all by themselves. I want that knowledge to give birth to relationship, mm -hmm. to knowing him yes, intimately. Absolutely. Um, if you listen to last week's podcast, Pastor James shared something that has just stuck with me. And he said that the very first commandment is not to know the Lord your God. Mm. It's to love, love the Lord your God and love others. And so, but where does, you have to know God. And from that knowledge, it gives birth to loving him. Yes. Um, but, you, but sometimes we get stuck in just the knowledge part. So today I want to talk about some things that we do, tools that we use that are going to help us grow spiritually. And with that said, let me just read this verse because uh, my, my dear friend Christina sent it to me and I'm telling you, it just washed over me. So audience, if you have your Bible and you want to open it up, it's Hebrews 5, 14, and we're reading this from the ESV version. And it says, do you want to read it, Krista? 
I think I have it in the NIV version. Okay, let me let me do yeah. it from this, but we're going to dig into it. It says, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Let me read that one more time. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. And so I guess where I want to start is, Krista, what would you say is solid food? That's interesting because I spent some time in this verse after you shared it with me, and it I got really excited about it. Um, and I defined solid. Um, it means firm, steadfast, stable. Mm. But in this context, in talking about God's word, solid food is the the deep concepts of God that he shares in his word through his Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also loved where it says trained by constant practice. Mm. So because training to me and practice like that has been a big word this this year um, from Pastor Kevin and James and Dan and Alex as as a staff. That is something they're talking about all the time Mm -hmm. is we don't just want to read our Bible. We want to read our Bible. We want it to impact us personally. And then we want to practice what God is telling us to do, walk in obedience and faithfulness. So when it says trained by constant practice, what does that look like? It means spending time, regular time, Mm -hmm. constant practice. That means daily getting in the word, letting it do its work in our lives, Um, hashing, meditating on it, Mm -hmm. not just reading it in the morning and then leaving it. I'm someone, if I read something in the morning and I go on with my day, I can totally forget about it in a half an hour. Yeah. So I need to have it nearby. Yeah. I need to revisit it. Mm-hmm. I need to do as you've taught me to do and ask, Lord, what did you show me this morning? Remind me of what that is. I need to have conversations with you, with my salt and light sisters, about what the Lord showed me. And yeah. Let it work, but also move, practice mm. what the Lord showed me in that apply it to my life and put it into practice. That is a powerful testimony. And I so relate to it. I remember being a new Christian and I was uh, working full time and I had to be, I was a nurse. I had to be on the floor. We left the house at four. I, we, nobody left with me. I left the house at four 30 in the morning. And so I would get up and I thought it was like speed dating. You know, I'm going to open my Bible, read my verse, check my box, get out the door. And I wasn't changing at all. It was just a habit that I had created in my life. And it was a good habit and it had good things. And um, one of the things I learned is that efficiency can be a fox. You know, Song Mm -hmm. of Solomon 215, Mm -hmm. quick catch catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that steal the fruit of our vineyard. That fox is that I think it's something to be done. And it's actually a relationship Mm. to be had. So when you just shared that, that awakened that reminder Mm. that that's what I want to do every day. I want to sit in his presence. I don't want to be in a hurry. And if I have something to go to, I would rather spend some time and not try to finish the whole thing and come back. You have a name for that that I love. When you get up and you go away and you come back, what is it called? Marinating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I actually, I had that experience today. I didn't mm. actually get to spend the fullness of my time in the word like I usually do as my day started. And so it kind of, mm. the Lord spoke to me throughout the morning with pieces from what I was looking at and then also through friends. Yeah. It was really a neat experience. I, I keep coming back to that when you said that. It is so good to keep having conversations about yes. what God is showing you. It's like it adds Velcro so that mm-hmm. it stays put. I don't want it to go in one ear and out the other ear. I, want, I really want to sit in that. I think about when you and I talk on the phone, I'm not in a hurry to get off the phone with you. I enjoy yes. that time. I'm almost upset when I have to get up and go do something. And that's, that's kind of the posture of our heart with God, right? It's lingering with him. Mm, It's not, hey, how are you doing? Oh, what do you have for me? Gobble, gobble, gobble. Thanks, Mm. bye. You know, that's like a teenager coming to you asking for money before they leave (laughs) (laughs) to go out. And then, you know, not staying and talking and Mm -hmm. sharing. Yeah. Um, How did you begin practicing reading your Bible, Krista, when you were young? What did that look like? There was a man at our church who would love to come up to us kids and he'd bump into us and say, hey, did you have your quiet time this morning? (laughs) And it was a very much of a a must do thing, Mm -hmm. but I had no idea what that meant. I didn't know how to open my Bible and just read. Um, So that looked like devotionals. I've had many little devotional Mm -hmm. books throughout my life. Um, I've done Bible studies where you get a big workbook and you read through a passage, but then there's many questions to answer. Usually with those, I found myself trying to answer it the way they wanted me Mm. to answer. That's powerful, yeah. Rather than wrestling with the Lord Mm. about that, I... I learned things, yes, Mm -hmm. but it was more someone handing me something or I think like devotionals seem like someone else's quiet time that I'm reading and and it's often, yes, wow, that was really good and and I would, you know, feel all warm and fuzzy maybe from reading it and then go off with a smile on my face, but not it didn't hugely impact my life. Yeah. I, I have similar stories of that. I still remember my first devotional as paperback, and I would underline and highlight and put little notes in there. And it was, it was reading somebody else's quiet time. But here's the truth. At that time, I had never read the Bible. I wasn't raised in the church. So I'm so grateful, yes. right? It was like yes. an appetite. What it should be, I should say, is an appetizer. The problem is, is I was treating it like it was the main meal. Um, we were just talking with Davis Rideout, and he gave me the most beautiful picture. We were talking about, like, when you're first learning, it's almost like when a when you're you, you have to be spoon fed because you've never read this before, and he said it reminds me of scaffolding. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. can you see that? Can yes. You, uh, 
picture that like when you walk by a building and you have scaffolding on the sides of a building, the walls are just not strong enough yet Mm -hmm. to hold themselves up. And you put the scaffolding up there. But the goal is not to leave the scaffolding up forever. It's to pull that down when the wall becomes strong. And so um, a lot of the things I used was I would have my commentary right next to my Bible and I... I think I almost had them on equal playing fields. Mm. You know, I needed to see what this master teacher had to say. I was afraid to discover what God had for me. I was addicted to what he had for other people. Mm. Can you relate to that? Yeah, I think there almost was a fear that I wouldn't be able to discern it for myself. That I needed that confirmation. Mm -hmm. Yes. from another master teacher, as you called them, mm-hmm. um, to reassure me that, yeah. yeah, that's what God is saying here. Yes. Going back to the idea of the devotions and how we started getting into the word, that also trained me, there's that word training, in setting aside time. Mm-hmm. There, it was very important. I don't want to dismiss what we, I did there. We, right. we did. Right. Um, we were creating a habit. And I was beginning to yes. get to know God mm-hmm. through that process. Yes. Yeah. But as, as it, you and I have talked about this before, we're in the beginning. I was so excited and it, it felt like it was very lasting. I couldn't figure out why I was not satisfied. My story is, and you know this, I was actually leading a Bible study uh, and there were 80 women in the study and we would come together once a week in these groups and it had all these questions that had to be answered and I so deeply admired and loved all that I was learning but I felt like I was still hungry and I am thinking to myself I am spending 45 minutes a day I don't have more time I kept thinking maybe I'm not doing it right and then that is when God had me bump into Debbie Friley and she taught me how to relationally read my Bible and rather than you and I going into that I just want to encourage the audience that if you've not heard that particular um, podcast it is in our library you can go either to Podbean or to Apple um, or Spotify and it's on relational reading Um, a matter of fact uh, we just got statistics and it is the most watched or listened to podcast of all of our podcasts. Well, because my friend Debbie was here and she talks about how to fall in love with the father Mm -hmm. as you engage Mm -hmm. with the word. It was just amazing. Um, But as she started to, as, as I started to learn that, I realized that I was ready to begin moving in the in another direction. And I wanted to learn how to read the Bible myself. I wanted to learn how to understand correct context. But I also wanted, how do I marry correct context with personalization? Yeah. You had the best analogy when we were talking about this in a small group of people. Mm-hmm. How do you go from like that spoon feeding phase to the self feeding phase? Would you share that with us? Sure. It totally was the Lord that gave it to me. It was in the middle of a discussion about this. And, and what came to mind was a picture. I have five kids. So I've, I've (laughs) gone through this stage many times of when you, you set them in the high chair and you start with the cereal and you, you put it on the spoon and, and you stick it in their mouth and they don't necessarily like it right away and you know so you're in control of that you're putting the the spoon and 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 then you move on to where 
you want them to start feeding themselves. Oh, that was always fun. So then you cut up <laughs> pieces of food and you put it on the tray. Well, Cheerios are one thing. They just stick to their wet places on their face <laughs> if they miss their mouth. But then there comes like banana chunks and and avocado pieces and it gets smeared all over them and then you start giving them spaghetti remember oh i remember spaghetti it's just all Mm -hmm. like your child is suddenly orange with noodles hanging off their head and all of that it can be really messy Mm -hmm. but eventually they start figuring out how to pick up the spoon and put it in their mouth and and before you know it they're they're sitting there feeding themselves and doing a pretty good job at it. Yeah. You know why I love that? Because your baby is now 14. Yeah. Yeah. 14. And pretty sure she's not sticking bananas up her nose anymore. (laughs) Thankfully not. No, but it took time and it took practice. And then God, or or they physically began to develop the dexterity and the muscles Mm. needed. Well, we do that spiritually. The more we practice and we trust the Holy Spirit, one of my words this week, you know, three times God has given me Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, when I'm not looking for it, trust in Mm. the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And I just sit in that and I'm thinking, trusting in him means that sometimes I had to make the decision to put away the devotional, to fast from those other outside resources and to sit with his word. And, and I have a, I don't like to call it context. What do I like to call that part? You call it awe, awe and no, that's right. Awe and wonder wonder, awe, awe and, and observation. observation. Yeah, because I want to sit in wonder and awe and observation, mm-hmm. and that takes time. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, and I'm reading these small chunks of scripture, because again, more is not better. I'm yeah. not saying you can't read more, but more is not better. You do where God has you. So I read that little bit, and as I sit in it, he reveals to me contextual things. Just this week, I had an aha just from sitting and observing. And it was that we're in the story of Joseph and he wasn't just talking to the Egyptians. It said they were coming from Canaan as Mm -hmm. well. And so it just, these little pieces that are not significant, but they build the picture of what the people went through Mm -hmm. that tell God's story. Right. But then it leads to this place of personal, um, personalization. That is where context gives birth and we go from what pastor james says of knowing god to loving god Mm. we have it's so easy and and the opposite is we have another side of the coin where they're not knowing god and they're trying to talk about him him. you have to have both in there but knowledge must give birth to this personalization but it's messy and it takes time Mm. and it takes practice And it's so freeing and it's so fun. Now, there are times when you are going to use help. Like, for instance, this week, I wasn't really sure why people were putting their hands under thighs for oaths. So I used my study notes. That just didn't come naturally in my observation. Right. Were you going to say something? That's my husband's one of his funniest. Oh, he loves, thinks that's hysterical. Anyway. Oh, you were going back to the constant practice. Mm, And that's the the section from Hebrews 5.14. You know, that it takes practice. Yes. And it's that constant 
practice. I'm just going to read that verse again because the Holy Spirit is moving Mm. me to do that. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Here's the truth. It is scary. And maybe you're sitting here tonight and you're thinking, I'm really comfortable (laughs) with questions or commenters, all these things. And I'm not saying you don't ever use them. There is a place. But I'm encouraging you to dive off and to trust the Holy Spirit and lean not on your own understanding and discover that the Holy Spirit can speak to you just like he can to those Bible study authors and those commentaries. He wants to talk with you. He wants that personal Mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I love is when many times when Chris and I talk, we've read exactly the same place. We have completely different personalizations. Context is the same. Yes. We might add or detract from, you know, each other, but our personalizations are completely different. Oh, um, I want to also share Marissa Johns gave us a great example of what self-feeding looks like. She used one of our memory verses. It was Psalm Mm, 91, four, and it says under his wings, you will find refuge. And she talks about, she has this picture of this mama bird with these little baby birds under her wing. And what does that look like? At first, the mama bear or mama bear, there's, (laughs) there's no bears in the nest. None. The mama bird gives liquids to the baby bird and then she brings them a solid worm and then she takes the baby bird and she teaches them to go out and how to Mm -hmm. find their own food yeah right and then finally at the very end and this is what we do in our small group ministry here at faith covenant she she kicks the baby bird out of the nest to go start their own family that multiplication because yeah. if we want to reach mm. the lostness around us or even those that are hungry to get in and read through the word with other people then as we're growing as we're moving from spoon feeding to self-feeding we become lead learners and we just get to go and help others do exactly yes. what we're doing yeah not awesome it is let's talk about the um learning how to lean into the Holy Spirit by walking by faith and not by sight. So with that said, can we share some tools? What are some tools? Because it's it's easy to say, okay, we're not going to use devotionals. We're not going to use commentaries. We're not going to use these extra things on a daily basis. So Krista, what are some tools we use to read the Bible all by itself? Well, one thing that's sitting in front of me is my guide from Salt and Light, which is a basic form or format. There's nothing magical about it. It just provides space. And those spaces are are labeled to like guide me through how I spend that time with the Lord. And as I begin by prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to guide me as I read and, and speak to me as I read this portion of scripture, and then I read it and then I write. Right now, the, the Lord has been just showing me maybe a specific verse from the verses that yeah. we're reading, and, and I'll write that out. I don't often know at that moment why he's having me do that, but I write it out. Yeah. And as I write it out, it causes me to slow down and really look at the words that I'm writing because too often I can just read through and go, oh, yeah, I know this story. Mm. I've read this before. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I have to sit and write it out, it slows me down. 
because efficiency is a fox and yeah. we don't mean to we're not, we're not trying to be fast but it's that marinating like you talked about sitting in it there's a word that we used to use in classical christian education it was called attending yes which is to sit and to be purposeful to look at every word and every detail and to prayerfully ask the holy spirit to reveal things you can't do that quickly no you can't no okay so we um, we attend and we write. And I have to tell you, when my husband first started doing Salt and Light, the write box was his least favorite because he is super, he, I love his linear brain. Um, he makes me so much better, but he's like, I've already highlighted it. Why am I writing it? And he, if he were sitting here, he would tell you he totally understands why we write it because there is something powerful when we write and say the word of God. Yes. And what's funny is there are times when I'm reading it and I'll think, oh, this word is standing out. Just this morning, as I was um, writing out Proverbs 3 through 5 in my guide, I thought my word was going to be rely. And it was, I defined rely. But you know what spoke to me as I wrote each word was in all your ways. Mm. My ways are how I live my life. Yeah, It's the habits. It's the choices I make. It's the conversations I'm having. It's my prayer life, all my ways. I would have never picked that up if I was just highlighting in my Bible. And I'm positive that those verses are some that you have read and shared and spoken and copied and pasted and texted yes. to someone else. You know those verses. Yes. But this morning, it was when so you personal. did that, yeah. the Lord used that attention to draw your attention to that specific part. And you know what's funny, Krista, that in all the times I've memorized that verse, I've written that verse, and I've said that verse, the word ways was never one of the words yeah. that really penetrated my heart. <laughs> but this morning, it's what I'm carrying with me all day mm. in all my ways. Everything that I'm doing, am I trusting in and leaning on? God, there's just something so precious about yeah. that. Um, and so we write, and then um, we talk about, we've already talked about the wonder, awe, and observation. You know what? Audience, if you've never done this, and let's say you're not in salt and light, that's totally fine. Open your Bible wherever you're reading and take one verse and write as many things that you note about mm. that verse. I'm not kidding. You From one verse, you can get four things you see out of that. Some will be context. Some of it will be praise. You know what? Sometimes it brings me to a place of repentance because mm. there's conviction in what's yeah. being said. But the whole point is there's interaction. And I'm not interacting with my Bible. I'm interacting with with the Holy Spirit empowered word of the Bible, right? Yeah. I'm interacting yeah. with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. How does defining words help you? Mm. What, what role does that play in your life? Why do we do that? Again, I think it slows us down, but it also really causes us to attend to and, and dig into what that word actually means. Yeah. I think sometimes... We look at it and think, yeah, I know what that means. One of our friends defined a word this week. I think it was two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and then how that led, that definition led to her personalization. Was so powerful. And it was very the powerful. The word two. Yeah. As in also. Yes. And um, yeah. so many times the word the words that God has me define are what leads me to my personalization. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. So when we're done defining 
If we stopped right there, we would have a history lesson. We'd have interesting ahas. We would know about God. But even Satan knows about God and his demons, right? We know about them, but we're not really. So how do we take it to the next step? And I, and I, the next step is personalization. So how do you pull all of that wonder and awe, observation, definition, that attending, how do you pull it into a personalization? What does that look like? It's hard to describe, but I feel like as, as I'm doing that and I'm sitting at the Lord's feet mm. while I'm doing that, he t- talks to me. He, he reminds me of things in my life or brings someone's name to mind or recalls a situation in my life that's going on that, may, that this may apply to. And as I sit and bring that before him, he then speaks to me further. That's so good. Um, I am pulling up one of our takeaways from this week where it was the word was exchange. Do you remember that yes. word? Yes. That was such a big deal to me. It means to give and receive. Um, and so what God showed me was that God exchanges my sin for his forgiveness and my old nature for his new nature. Yes. He exchanged hell for heaven for me. And he exchanged where he writes my name from the book of deeds to the book of life. And then he brought me to a verse from Ezekiel. And I'm telling you, I don't, I wasn't on a bear hunt for this verse. It was just singing over me over and over. And so I'm going to, as we get ready to close, I'm going to share this verse. God did all of this from where we are reading in verse 17 in the end of um, Genesis and the word exchange, because it said that Joseph was taking and exchanging Mm -hmm. their livestock for grain and for them to work the land. You remember that? And this is what he says. And I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your old stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. And I'm like, Lord, why are you speaking this? Because contextually that has its own little story that goes on where it's from. And he says, Mary, I'm, ex- uh, he, Mary, I'm exchanging your sin for my grace. Mm. You know, it's that personalization. It's so much deeper. And so all day, this was yesterday's takeaway as I was driving around and I was making decisions when I wanted to be frustrated at that car in front of me. (laughs) I chose to exchange my humanity, trying to have Mm. a holy response. And sometimes I have to practice it and I have to pray and say, Holy Spirit, would you change my heart? It's the little things that add up and change the big things. Yes. So as we close... Somebody who's just starting, maybe they've never read their Bible in a self-feeding manner. What would you say to them? Be patient with yourself Mm -hmm. and keep on. Don't stop. Yes. This is a process. And just like we kept talking about constantly practicing from our verse in Hebrews, we have to practice it. But I promise you that God will meet you. In the midst of that, as you grow in your knowledge and love of him, and if you grow in the knowledge of his word, he starts bringing to mind those verses like he did for Mary. He's been, he does that for me. 
but it takes time. Just like any relationship, it takes time. So good. Thank you for being my guest. What a fun (laughs) podcast this was. was We're talking about just the heart of what I love about getting to know God. So audience, I pray that you have the best week. And if you are wanting to plug into a small group, because we didn't even talk about, we do this at home on our own. But when you come together each week and you sit around Mm -hmm. the table and you are talking about this, that's where accountability comes in and we learn from each other. There is no master teacher. There's a lead learner. So come and join us. Yes. If you're not plugged into a life group and you want to start there, come and join. You are wanted and welcomed and there is a place for you. Just reach out to Pastor James if you go to Faith Covenant Church. And if you don't, reach out to your pastor at your church and find places to plug in because you don't want to read the word in isolation. You want to be in community. We're so much better together. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Conversations. We look forward to you joining us next week.